I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have an episode I am so excited about with actor and filmmaker Philip Barantini. You know him from Band of Brothers, but we're here to talk about his film, Boiling Point, which is one of the most outstanding films I have seen in quite some time. It is done in one take. There's no joints. Completely done in one take with actor Stephen Graham. It's incredible, and it moved me in ways that I haven't felt in a long time because we all have to work survival jobs, and... Oftentimes, actors find themselves in hospitality, and this film really explores that and what it means to survive, and I'm so grateful to Philip. This was awesome. Make sure you guys check out the film right now, especially before this interview. You won't regret it. So much love, guys. Here it is. Philip Barantini, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing, brother? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. It means so much having you on, man. Uh, you're you're your film boiling point. Uh, you know, I'm an actor, man. And, uh, I've worked in a lot of restaurants, man. And I've, right. and I'm five years sober and, uh, I'm seven years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, man. man. That's a beautiful. To too. And, uh, I just hit it December 3rd. So man, when I say your film gave me a panic attack and brought back a lot of crazy memories, <laughs> I mean it in the best sense of the word, yeah. <laughs> because man, it was, it was incredible, you know? And, you know, we'll, we'll dig in, but I, I want to say, you know, usually when I hear films are done in one take, I find it like, if I'm being blunt, like a little masturbatory because like, yeah. that's just what yeah, all yeah. these filmmakers have been doing for the sake of doing it. And yeah. <clears throat> I think if I'm being a hundred percent honest and while I've appreciated a lot of the other films, this is the first film I've ever seen that like, there's no other way you could have done this. And this is why that style exists. So thank you for that. Oh, man, that means the world, honestly. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. But, dude, let's learn about you. So where did you grow up? I grew up in a town in, in Liverpool in the UK called Highton. Um, <clears throat> relatively small town, really. You know, just uh, everybody that I went to school with and I, that I grew up with is still there. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I went to school. I left school at 16 because over here you can leave school well, you could then, I think you've got to be 18 now, but you could leave school at 16 and then um, went, I started working in a, in a clothes shop. Um, and then I decided at like 15, it was, I think I wanted to, you know, act um, because I'd been to, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, a soap opera over here called Coronation Street, mm. <clears throat> which has been going for many, many, many years. And uh, they used to do this thing where you could go to the t and tour the studios. And uh, my auntie took me once when I was like 15. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, this is like magic. This, you know, behind the scenes and seeing the cameras and 
how it all works and stuff like that. And I just thought, wow, this is a, just a, such a magical world. Yeah. And so I, from then on, I was like, I, I feel like I want to, you know, enter that world and, and be an actor really. And then I think when I was in school, uh, the last year in school, they sort of asked you, uh, they always say like, uh, you know, you have a careers day and they're like, what do you want to do? You know, there's a careers officer comes in and it's like, <clears throat> what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I want to be an actor. And they're like, right, okay, that's a good hobby, but what what do you want to actually do? You know, what do you you need? You need a you need a uh, a career. You need. And I was like, no, no, I want to be an actor. And if I'm not going to be an actor, I'll be a failed actor. But I'm I'm not going to give up until I get what I want. You know what I mean? But they just couldn't see. And I, I understand. You know, they're there to do the job, and they want you to go and have a trade or work in a an office or whatever. I don't know. But um, and then I uh, I got an agent, um, a local agent in Liverpool. And she got me an audition for a, um, a, a, a like a film that was on BBC. Yeah. Uh, over here, <clears throat> and I ended up doing that and got the got the part. And it's like a small role, you know. It's like a part of a flashback, a couple of flashbacks in this uh, in this in this thing. And then, and then I um, off the back of that, I got a, another thing which was called Dream Team, which is a a a, 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 a football soccer drama um and that moved me from uh liverpool down to london wow and when you went to london did you go with like an awareness of like going for theater and all the other beautiful things that has there or for you was it like a film and tv approach was what you really wanted to do yeah i think so because i never trained as an actor you know so i was always a, like you know in my ha- in my head i'm thinking I can't do theater because I haven't trained for four years in a theater school. So, you know, film and TV was something I was naturally fell into, <clears throat> but you know, you suddenly, then you, you, you find out that you don't need to train. I mean, it, it helps in certain ways, but it's not essential. Yeah. Um, you know, actors that I've worked with now as a director and, you know, as an actor in the past as well, it's like, you can sort of have that, um, there's that openness and vulnerability, uh, and, and sort of, you know, um, yeah, I guess just like the rawness to to actors who haven't gone through the the conveyor belt of, of being in theatre school or, you know, so I, I think there's two ways you can go to film school. I mean, I, I know a lot of actors who were fantastic actors then they decided they wanted to go and train yeah. and get and home in on a craft and try and figure themselves out. Which is <clears> very, very part school. of the culture in, in the UK, right? It is, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they go to this TV, uh, the theatre school or whatever it may be, acting school. Bristol, Vic, Rada, yes, Lambda, exactly, the classics. Yeah. yeah. And then they come out of there with no confidence and just like a rabbit in the headlights wow. and like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, just so like, and a lot of them just didn't go into the industry because they were they were so broken down in, in this, you know, in this world. I mean, I, I, I didn't study, but I didn't train, but... Later on in my acting career, I I thought I was, you know, <laughs> I was I was just winging it basically, and I'm like, do you know what? Somebody's going to find me out any minute, so maybe I should go and try and home in on a craft on 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 a technique. So I went and studied the Meisner technique for a bit um, uh, here in the UK in in London, and um, and that was you know probably the best thing I did because. It's not for everybody that technique, but for yeah. me it was um it was just like I know it was just like solidified like what I was doing was kind of right anyway, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was I was just doing it, you know, basically the the the, the key for me is to actors should be listening to each other, you know. Completely. I think I think that's the most beautiful part about that technique. And I I really appreciate you saying that about the schools because you know, in America, especially as an actor, we always hear about those schools and we hear about the Benedict Cumberbatches and the Riz Ahmeds and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear about the 98 percent other actors that were, you know, part of one of 16 that didn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and so when you started auditioning, I'm curious because I I spoke. Uh, do you know Henry Lloyd Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. I know Henry well. Yeah. 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 Henry School. Yeah. He did the show and yeah. he was he was speaking about how for so long when he was, when he was auditioning that uh, me and me and Henry worked in a bar together. No way. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. so funny. 
Well, he, he was saying like, you know, forever when he was auditioning, you know, right at the end, every casting director would be, you really should go study. You know what I mean? And it oh almost kind God. of became a thing for him to be like, fuck yeah. that, you know? Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you encounter something similar? Yeah, man. Honestly, on the first job I did, that dream team job, the second job, it was a it was a fairly big show over here. You know what I mean? It was a, it was an established show. They'd already done one season of it, and then I did the second season. And I came in, and I'm 18 years old or something like that, 17, 18. And you know, the directors on the show were like seasoned TV directors. I'm kind of like old school. Um, you know, the industry's changing a lot now. We're, we're, we're the sort of old school uh, mentality is is sort of being pushed out a bit. Um, and I I worked with a couple of directors one of them in particular i won't name his name but he was really like not a very nice person really and, and especially to me because <clears throat> i was young and he knew that i hadn't trained so he used to say to me things like you're shit man why 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 what? are you even why are you even in this industry I, honestly and i think what he was trying to do is he was trying to get into my psyche and see what kind of person i was you know and yeah. i would always give it back to him Anyway, I'd give it back because that's, the, you know, I think people from Speaking Liverpool... Speaking of chefs, Liverpool, that's such a kitchen, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, Liverpool people are very much like New Yorkers. I'm, like, I've always compared them because we're quite like, we speak our minds, you know what I mean? We don't, don't take any shit. So I would always give it back to him. But deep down inside, I'm like, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe I am shit. And, and I should have trained. I should have trained. I knew I should have trained. But the, the truth is I was there. I got, I auditioned for the job. I got the job off my own back, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, you know, it's, I, I have, I have witnessed that. And, other, and also with other actors, you know, you're on set with other actors who've trained and it's all very, uh, you know, it's, it's all like, <laughs> look at the end of the day, it's imposter syndrome is, a real thing right and everybody has it um but it's whether you let it sort of dominate yeah. your life and take over because you know i suffer with with it all the time anyway everybody does you know people like you know brad pitt everyone i'm sure all the top producers and directors they all suffer with imposter syndrome at times you know I, I, someone's going to tap me on the shoulder any minute and say you don't you're not supposed to be here totally yeah you man. Know? I, but it's, i don't, but, I don't even know what i'm doing yeah. what's a microphone or hosting exactly <laughs> exactly but listen yeah. the truth is yeah. every single person is winging it yeah everybody yeah that's the truth yeah so you know depend no matter how high up the chain you are whatever you know whatever industry it doesn't matter you know but certainly in our industry everyone's winging it and there's no rules. There's yeah. no rules. You don't have to go, oh, I needed to do this and need to do that. And I'm only learning this now, right? Even as a director, when I first started, you know, I, I'd wanted to direct for, for years. Um, but Even as yeah. it, it, back in these days, that still was yeah, something yeah, that was in the yeah. back of your mind? Yeah, always in the back of my mind. I used to make little movies at, at home, like with, you know, I used to make like animations and stuff like that with my cousin. And we'd, we'd he'd, he'd always, his dad had a, a camcorder and we always used to like take it and, and just make little movies like I'd be, I'd play the the bad guy or you know whatever. And then I, I but I'd always find myself directing it. You know what I mean? I'd be the one. I'd be like, right, you stand over there, you do this, and then I, and then I'll come in and do this. That was at like a young age, like maybe eight, nine, ten years old or whatever. And then so I'd always had the interest. And then obviously going to that studio tour that I was telling you about, that was kind of like, wow, this is amazing. I just had this incredible feeling. So then I started acting, but all the time I'm acting, I'm always like ah, oh, man, I'd love to direct something one day. But I think psychologically, I'd always put directors on this, uh, you know, platform of being like super educated. You know, they've gone to film school and they know everything there is to know about every movie or every TV show, every actor. And they've studied the the, the classics and the arts and, you know, and they know every single camera angle and lens and everything know they could take a camera apart and put it back together that's all bullshit yeah it's just not the case and i think you know it took uh something really the worst possible thing that has ever happened to me my mom passed away quite suddenly five years ago and oh i'm so sorry for your loss man i'm here oh, in virginia you, with man. my mother now you know dealing right. with yeah so i i understand yeah yeah it's um it's the worst thing that can, can ever happen, you know, any loss, family member or, or close friend or whatever. But, but this in particular was like, 
um, kind of unexpected and, 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 and everything, but it was like, that was the one thing, you know, I'd been sober for one year at that point. And my mum, mum's passing was all my mates and all my colleagues, everybody that knew me was like, Oh, Phil's going to go off the rails. He's going to go back into the, to the hole. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the absolute opposite happened. And it was like, I don't know. It was like a, a, a whole new lease of life for me and a, and a, and a whole new perspective on life, you know? I'm I'm uh, kind of trembling right now because I've been dealing with this very concern myself as my parents are getting old and, you know, mm-hmm. I got to take my mother to the doctors today. So the fact that you're narrating what's happening in my, my own life right now is fascinating. And so this is something I'm terrified about. So if you don't yeah. mind, you know, on my show, we do talk about it. If you're comfortable, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did you not cave to despair? How did you, how did you stay on, man? I mean, I'm so yeah. fucking proud of you. I don't know you, but dude, that is, I mean, that is a fucking revolution, brother. Thanks, man. Honestly, it's, yeah, it wasn't easy. Like, it was probably the hardest thing, you know, the te- the biggest test I've ever come up against in terms of, you know, my addictions and stuff. But that the one thing that I, that sort of was at the forefront for me was the fact that, you know, I, I, I grew up Catholic. I didn't really go to church much. You know, I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in energy and, and, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I just felt I didn't want to let my mum down because, because now she's there with me all the time. And, you know, I had a lot of regrets because I wasn't, you know, t- towards the end, I wasn't like coming home and spending enough time with her. Like I'd come home from, cause I lived in London at the time and she's, she was still in Liverpool and I would like come home and be, just out with my mates or, you know, just not, I'd be like, yeah, I'd stay at my mom's place, but I'd be like, yeah, my, I'll see you. I'll see you later. I'm going to, I'll catch you later. And then I'd come home for the weekend and I'd maybe spend half an hour, an hour with her. And, and, and I didn't think anything of it. And then when she passed, it was like, all of that just came flooding back. I was like, you know what? Fuck this man. I'm not going to let her down again. Yeah. I'm not letting her down. She's with me. And, and honestly, I feel her presence every single day. And it's like, and it actually gives me a lot of joy because, you know, I know the successes that I'm going through now that she's, she's got a, she's got a hand in that not only, but she's also driving me forward, you know? It's, yeah. uh, so I, I, that's the one thing that's like, you know, you sort of have your, um, your higher power, right? She is my higher power. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the most powerful thing. Thank you for sharing that. And and I'm curious, you know, uh, to get to Boiling Point, I do want to talk about your acting career because you yeah, were yeah, in yeah. the best, best TV show of all time, Band of Brothers, miniseries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, you book this project and I imagine, you know, as any actor or lucky actor, work begets work, but not always on your own watch. So when you book that job in the BBC thing, did that open some other doors or was Band of Brothers quite quickly after that? Yeah, it, it, to be honest, it all happened very, very quickly for me. And I think I got the, the part in the BBC thing. That was the first like professional thing I did. And then I went straight on to do Dream Team, which is the soccer drama. And I did two years on that show. And then while I was uh, <clears throat> towards the end of that, the, the second year, I was auditioning for Band of Brothers. And I had, I think, about five or six auditions for Band of Brothers whilst I was still in, in this other show. Um and then I got the part in Band of Brothers and I had to sort of go, look, I need to, I'm going to, they didn't want to let me go from the soccer oh, drama. Wow. And I was like, guys, you don't realize this is like, I'm, you know, I'm Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm 19 years old. This is the dream for me. And I remember actually going into the office of the, one of the exec producers and I was banging my head on the desk being like, you have to let me go. This is just the biggest opportunity in my life. Yeah. And so they let me go <laughs> and amazing. I ended up doing the show obviously. And, and it was just the most incredible experience. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, from, from that, you know, it was for me, 
I think from Band of Brothers, and then I went on and do, to do, do another couple of movies. Uh, I did uh, a movie Ned with Kelly. Ledger. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I started to become because I'd had some, such success quite rapidly uh, over a short period of time, and I was young and I guess naive in a way. But a bit, I, I became a bit complacent, and I also started to then you know party and go out, and I was celebrating a lot and yeah. And I used to like not turn up for auditions and I'd be like, oh, yeah, fucking hell. I'm just going to get this part because I'm going to walk in and I'll, you know, because, and I just became really arrogant and self-obsessed uh, and self, self-indulged. And, and, and that's where it sort of started to spiral a little bit for me from my, from my acting career, <clears throat> you know, because I, uh, I wasn't putting all the effort in that I should have yeah. been. I, I, I sort of expected it on a plate Um which is easy to do when you get success. Yeah. yeah. Cause you, you just don't know, you know, like I, as much as I do hate how much I've struggled and haven't gotten to where I want to be, you know, I'm turning 32 in February. Mm. I'm grateful. So that when, you know, it does happen, I know what it's like to have nothing. And just yeah. that, you know, and I, I got my drinking and my drugs out of me, so I don't fucking yeah. ruin it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. really easy to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't, it sort of sneaks up on you in a way because that's exactly what it did with me. You know, and I had to start working in kitchens then. Um, you know, my, my sort of um, food survival and came yeah. into reality. I mean, I was, I was earning quite a lot of money for it at a young age from, you know, Band of Brothers and stuff, but I, I was spending it as I was getting it. You know, I was just spending it as a young, young actor. And, and I thought, this is never going to end. I'm going to be. Yeah, and then this kind of money forever, and then suddenly the the jobs stop coming in, and people don't want to bring you in for auditions because the last audition you came in for, you didn't learn the lines properly, and you know five other actors behind you were off off book, and you yeah. just come in expecting to get the job, and or reeking of vodka in my case, well, it's oh, absolutely one hundred percent, one hundred percent, like not going to bed the night before and turning up just oh, you know, red eyed. I- I did cocaine in a waiting room for an audition, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> this shit oh, I did, man. Yeah. Honestly, there's a movie in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'd love to have you direct it. We'll figure it yeah. out. But, uh, so then, you know, yeah. obviously as you're struggling with addiction and the reality of, okay, this isn't happening in the way, in the pace and the cycle that I'm used to, I have to get a survival job. Did that humble you or do you feel like that in some ways – increased your addiction because you were mad at the world absolutely 100 percent. i was i was bitter and mad and why the hell am i not getting these jobs why is my mate who's a shit actor yeah. going in and getting the job that i should be getting i'm perfect for that role why am i not being seen yeah. and it was all this negative 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 energy and yeah i started using and, and, and drinking while i was working in kitchens and, and which is so really rampant of, you know people think yeah, yeah, oh, I, I mean, oh, hospitality, no. you find more, and, you know, I hate to say this word, but better drugs in the kitchen than you will yeah. at a premiere. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> Most people don't know that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think no, Bourdain so was the first to kind of yeah. talk about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, um, it's yeah, it's rife in that, in that, in that sort of, <clears throat> with my sort of, you know, addictive personality i went into the chefing starting at the bottom and thought oh i lo- i like this this is this is creative it's cool and then you know if i can become a, a, a sort of head chef then i can earn quite good money doing this and thought so i was still trying to you know oh so you did the, the the prep line and moving up the ladder. everything yeah yeah wow. yeah yeah so i did it for about uh 15 uh, between 12 and 15 years i think in total the last three three years were like more uh, I was working for an agency and they were sending me out to different restaurants to sort of consult and stuff like that. So I worked my way from the bottom to the top wow. and, and, you know, <clears throat> I thought the whole time I was really sort of my, my, my passion and love was, was, was over there. And I wanted to to do that, but I needed to earn money. And it was that conflict really. And I just fell into this really dark, place and and you know i was using a lot and 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 drinking and um and i sort of you know hated the world and and i was really it was really unfair on my wife and you know we i'd just been got married and you know it was uh it was a horrific time and then you know i'd been 
people had said to me for, for, for years, you know, oh, you should, you should maybe just, uh, just take it back a notch, you know, just maybe calm down a bit and maybe stop drinking. I'm like, yeah, 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 no, I will. I will. You know what? You're right. I will. I will do that. That's, that's a good, that's, you're absolutely right. But deep down inside, I, I was never going to do that. Yeah. Um, and then it was, it was just came all came to a sort of, you know, a, a blow after my mum passed away. Um, before my mum passed away, it was I was I decided to stop for for a year because my mum was a bit, was ill, and it wasn't the reason. The reason was I was tired, and I was, and I really didn't want to be doing that anymore. Yeah. It was just like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I, I want to stop. Sick so and tired see, of being sick and tired, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I went to seek help, and um, I did it privately because. I tried the, you know, the meetings and stuff like that. And it was, it was fine, but I felt like I needed to talk to someone one-to-one and just to kick it off with. I remember coming out of the first meeting and I felt like I'd been reborn. It was mad. It was like, I get it. Like I get it. I felt like I was, uh, maybe because I'd spoken out and and talked to somebody who didn't know me about my problems and issues and things like that. And then it was just a, it was an amazing feeling really. And, and then I, I sort of didn't look back and I, and I count myself so lucky because I know there's so many people out there that are in the same situation and they struggle to, to stop. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it's been, it's not, you look, it's, I'm still, I'm still an addict. Yeah. You're always an addict. It never so stops. It, yeah. It never stops, you know? So, but I'm just today I'm good. And that's, that's all you think about. Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And, you know, while you were cooking your way up, you know, at this point, because I know how it is when it's just like survival kicks in and, you know, you got to work a 12 hour shift and then an audition comes in and it's not for a Spielberg project. So you're kind of like, ah, fuck, do I even, you know, were you still pursuing it or did it kind of, yeah, you were. Okay. Yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah. I mean, it got to a point where I was like, you know, because when I became a more of a senior role, like a sous chef or a head chef, you're now in control of the kitchen. So you can't really take off that much time. So there'll be times when I've burnt a lot of bridges um, with casting directors and my agents. And I'd be like, they'd be like, we've got an audition for you tomorrow. Can you make it? I'm like, I can't, I'm working. I need to be there. Yeah. And they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be uh, too happy about it. So I sort of burnt a lot of bridges in that way. And then, and then it got to the point where I was just like, I think they they got rid of me. They dropped me, and and yeah, it was just uh, that was the 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 sort of you know it was it was tough really, and and but all the while I, I was wanting to to make stuff as well, and 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 write and um, make my own stuff and direct, but I never had the confidence to do it, you know. Yeah, and and you know, um, you know, I, I'm in the same boat myself right now, still working one of those jobs. And I'm, I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, because like, obviously I'm band of brothers, you know, you, Stephen Graham, so many amazing actors, like I'm sure you built a camaraderie of friendships with people and you saw the ebb and, and the rise of some of these people while you're doing this thing. And I don't, you know, speaking for myself, it can be so weird when I'm bartending and I see my friend on a billboard and, yeah. you know, I'm going up for like a co-star audition. I'm just like, oh, fuck, yeah. man, you know? And and so when did you start kind of manifesting it into writing and uh, and and kind of creating things or, or the ideas of things? It's not even necessarily a finished project. <clears throat> I mean, I had ideas for, for, for years about stuff. And, and, you know, as I was going along working in kitchens, I'd always thought, wow, this, this world is absolutely ripe for, for, you know, to make something film, TV, whatever. And it's never really personally, in my opinion, been done like truthfully, you know? Yeah. Um, so I had had lots of ideas. And then <clears throat> after my mum passed, I literally was like, do you know what? Fuck this. What is the worst that can happen? I'm just going to yeah. go and make a short film. I'm going to go and make a short film and see what happens. And like, if I'm shit and I don't, I can't do it, then at least I've tried. You so know? just for, for, uh, for the viewers listening, uh, not that I want like exact dates, but basically, uh, all of the, you know, kind of auditioning slowing down in the kitchen started in what year? Uh, so I started working in kitchens, 
50, what, what are we now, 2022? So yeah, like 15 years ago. Uh, the auditions, I mean, I was, I only actually quit acting like last year, really. Um, because you were in, the, in another, I mean, honestly, the other best miniseries of all time. I'm, I'm so jealous of your, your resume, dude. Fucking Chernobyl. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we can't gloss <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah. that, you know? Of course, I mean, yeah. Like all of these things were coming in, like, you know, like towards, I mean, you know, the, the last maybe two or three years, I... Look, put it this way, right? When I got sober, the first sort of, you know, month or two months or whatever it was that, you know, the first, like I thought, this is it. I'm, I haven't had a drink for whatever for, for a couple of months. <clears throat> I'm ready. Like eight, I call my agent, right? What's, what's going on? Where's all the auditions? I'm ready now. I'm, I'm yeah. sober. I'm, I'm done. I, you know, I'm a different person. And they were like, well, you know, you've kind of, nobody really wants to see you at the minute because you've, just kind of burned some bridges and stuff. And I'm like, well, and then again, it was like, what can I do to repair, to sort of repair yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just put a lot of work in and, you know, and I sort of honed in on my craft a bit and thought about myself and did a bit of work on myself and then, you know, just let it sort of, and then I'm quite spiritual now, you know, I, I believe, like I said, I said, I believe in energy and all that kind of stuff and trying to put my attention uh, on myself as opposed to thinking about what everyone else is doing. Like this sort of he or she. Compare and despair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, try, and it's a difficult thing to do, you know what I mean? But, but when you do focus on yourself, you know, I think things and you, and you and you put out positive energy. Yeah, it definitely works. It comes back to you. You know, it really does. Um, and so, yeah, I I sort of uh, thought I'm going to give directing a go, but I was still acting. You know, I still had my agent, and st I still have got my agent, and she's actually now my business partner for a production company. We, Amazing setup. So yeah. you know, and and it was <clears throat> so so. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, I think this chefing thing taught me a lot about life and, and you know, looking back, it wasn't just about, um, you know, getting sober and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the, the amount of things that I went through when I was in that world and seen and witnessed is like, has shaped me as a person, I think. Um, and that's what I wanted to get in the movie. And, and you know, going forward, I think that's what I want to achieve is these real people, real people like sort of three-dimensional flawed human beings because everybody has the flaws yeah and and you and know. so your first creative endeavor though you you did a short before bullying point can you talk about that yeah yeah so <clears throat> it was a it was a movie that a friend of mine had written robbie o'neill and he um we were doing a tv thing together acting together and he said to me uh i've got this script what do you think have a read and I read it. It was like 10 pages long. It's about a young boxer who's attempted suicide and failed. And then he goes to see a therapist and it's like the journey of, of his sort of recovery in a way, but it's really short, like 10 pages, you know, it was about 15, 15 minutes or 20 minute long, uh, short in the end. <clears throat> and I read it and, it. and this is just after my mom had passed away. And I was like, I was thinking about stuff and it, it just was, he brought me this script not to, for me to direct it. He was just like, what do you think of the writing? What do you think of the script? And I was like, I want to direct this. And he was like, what? You, but you've never d directed anything? I was like, no, I haven't, but I am actually, I want to. And that's what I want to try and do now. And, and I feel like this script literally landed on my lap at the right moment. Again, I, thought, I believe it was my mom. Divine intervention, man. Mom, yeah. mom came through. Yeah. And so... You know, so I did this uh, short and I actually said to him, I'd love to direct this. Uh, and he was like, well, he'd actually had a director on board already and a production company. And they were like, you know, going to make it together. And I said, well, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it in some way, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we can, we can, you know, do it together, produce it together or whatever. Maybe there's a little role in it for me, but I just love the story, you know? And, um, and then he, he uh, like, whatever happened with the, 
it didn't work out with the with the other director and the other production company. And he and he was like frustrated that it wasn't getting made because they said it was they were going to be able to make it in the next four or five months. And then it got pushed and you know blah blah blah. But as these things do, you know. But he was frustrated, yeah. and I just said to him. And I think they changed the script to a point where he wasn't happy with it and it was longer and yeah, it was too... It creative was bullshit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and the script that he sent me and I read was beautiful. So I just said, well, my offer still stands. You know, I, I, I want to make the movie that you sent to me, that script. I wanna, I'd love to make that film. Um, and I know I can get it done. I had no idea that I could get it done. <laughs> I was just like, and on this sort of this new found yeah. sort of, um, you know, on a mission really to, to, to sort of go. And, and then when he said, let's do it then. And that's when I had to do it, put on the work and go like, yeah, you know what, if you, if you do put the work in and the effort in, you can get stuff done. Yeah. And we made it and it was great. And, you know, it was a great fun and it solidified for me. This is, Oh my God, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I'm literally, and that, that was a short, right? That was a short, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's on okay. uh, it's on YouTube. You can you can find it on YouTube. That one I think it's called Seconds can, Out. Seconds Out. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And did that um, teach you a lot about because like a lot of people don't know that there's such a beautiful, you know, short film festival circuit, and it's a great way yeah. to kind of like build into exactly what you did, a feature. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, for the yeah. You you said I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um no, 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 fine you said you had been having ideas and things like this. So, you know, obviously you and Steven are, are great mates, right. From band yeah. of brothers. And so yes. had you have been kind of like doing a journal or like, did you have a outline or so to speak of what you wanted to do creatively to express everything that you've experienced in hospitality? Yeah. Yeah. Basically I, <clears throat> I, when I did, uh, when I got the, the script for Seconds Out, when we were talking about cast ideas, I said to Stephen, I'd love you to play the boxing trainer. There's a small role. And he was like, and I thought he was going to be like, yeah, man, of course. Yeah, 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 I'll be in your film. But he was like, well, let's get the first one out the way and see how you'd get on. And then maybe we can talk <laughs> after that. <laughs> I've been dealing with the same thing myself now. Yeah, I'll honestly. read your script. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so, so then I, so I was like, fair enough. I understand. I get it. Yeah. You're Stephen Graham. You, yeah, you, yeah, you don't yeah. want to just put yourself in everything. You lucky fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so then, so then I always had the idea to, I, I thought, you know, the hospitality world is absolutely ripe for for drama and, and entertainment. And I thought, you know, I'd love to set something in that world. And then when, after I'd done the seconds out and I loved it and I solidified for me, this is what I want to do. And I thought, you know, I need to sort of try and get myself an agent. So maybe I, I'm going to do a, this. A, dire, sorry, directing agent or? Directing a, agent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Got it. So then I thought, you know, let, let me, uh, let me do this. Let me come up with the, the, the idea. And, and I, and I, I literally wrote the idea down on my notes in my phone um, for the short film. Uh, like the log line or so to speak. Yeah, or, no, not yeah. even that, that the yeah. log line, but also like I sort of mapped it out because I'd spoken to my cinematographer who I did the first short film with yeah. and said, oh, this is the idea I've got, you know, what do you, what do you think? I, I want it to be quite real and raw and, and, and sort of erratic in a way and, you know, overlapping dialogue and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, well, why don't we just do it all in one? I was like, oh, man, yeah, okay. Wow. So, so then I wrote, basically wrote the script in my notes uh, on my phone. And then I sent it to my writing partner, James Cummings, who I'd met um, on a short film that I was in. Uh, and he then turned it into a, you know, a, a script format and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I, I just called Stephen up and I, was, I, show, I showed him seconds out, sent yeah. it to him and I said, this is the film, what do you think? And he's like, oh man, it's amazing. I, you know, what, what are you, you know, you must be wanting to do more of this. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do now. It's kind of set it in stone for me, really. Um, he's like, cool, well, what, what, are you, what are you thinking next? I said, well, I've got this idea for this. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, okay. I want Stephen to play the chef, yeah. but I'm not going to ask him again because he's going to turn me down. Right? Yeah, it's I have to try and yeah, you know, just feel him out a bit, you know. So, so I was like, yeah, I got this idea for this 
this another short film loosely based on my experiences in the kitchen and working as a chef and blah, blah, blah. And you know, this and that. And I want to do it all in one take. And he was like, Oh my God, man. Wow. That sounds incredible. I was like, yeah. He said, so you're going to play that role. Surely, you know, you're playing yourself basically. I was like, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be in it and direct it. You know, so that was never I'm even, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That was never even a thought to you. No, man. I, yeah. I, I never, I never got into directing because I wanted to give myself parts, you know, yeah. Um, I know some I people do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen, you know, I, I, that, that's just me. I just didn't want to, I, I think. That, well, you I think have credentials. I, I don't yet. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah. even that. I think, I yeah. think personally, I don't think I've got the, 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 the brain capacity to do both. Yeah. <laughs> at I the understand. same time. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I said to him this, I've got this idea, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're looking to do it fairly soon. And he was like, right. Okay. And, and so who are you going to get to play it? I was like, I don't know, man, someone who's got to, you know, really embody that sort of, uh, you know, that character and what the journey is and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah. So, and he said, when, when are you looking to do it? I said, well, whenever we get that person, you know, whenever we yeah. get that, that When that Killy person, Murphy said, calls. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just like, Steve just went, well, I'm free in December if you'll have me. And it was exact, exact words. I was like, what? Oh, man. what? You have me? I was like, oh, my God, man. And so, so yeah, we just scrambled to get the script right. And then yeah. we were on set in December. Uh, but before this wraps, you mind at the end sending me the short? Because I can't find it anywhere. Absolutely, I'm dying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. dying to see it, man. And, yeah, and of so, course, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, obviously, most of the viewers here have seen the film. So if you don't mind talking, like, what did you showcase yeah. in the short? You know, was there moments from the feature or is it totally different? No, it's not totally different. But the the, the, the one thing in the short is it's 20 minutes long and the the sort of two rules, uh, sorry, the, the one rule that we had in the in the short was that the camera never leaves Stephen. It's always on Stephen. Yeah. So it's following this one man's journey. Uh, but with the feature, as much as we'd love to go on a one, one man's journey for an hour and a half, it would have been a big missed opportunity not to sort of dive into other pockets of, of uh, you know, people's, people's lives, really, yeah. and, and dip, dip our toes in, in elsewhere, you know. Oh, and and um, there's so much going on in, in, in a kitchen... Yeah. You know, front of house, back of house, it's just like ripe with so many experiences yeah. happening in one evening. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. And so for the first one, it was more just him. Yes. So it was him, but obviously there was a there was a cast around him and we had a, a, a fantastic ensemble cast, but it was his struggle and his journey. And and with the feet with the shorts, sorry, it's um it's because it's 20 minutes, we go in really high energy like it starts really high and it doesn't really stop it stays at that pace until the very end and it's a similar ending to the to the short it is the feature same ending um but with the feature it was like right we need to have ebbs and flows we need to sort of gradually build to that to that you know crescendo or whatever you want to call it so it was important to sort of find that um that uh that level really um and then, but yeah, so that's the, 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 and it's a different location that we shot it in, uh, the short. So but, when you, um, when you yeah. did the short, did you already know that this was going to be proof of concept for a feature? I'd hoped it would be. Yeah. So I'd already, we'd already talked about a feature and how would we expand on the short. And there was a lot of ideas flying about with between myself and James, uh, Cummings, my co-writer, um, about you know maybe <clears throat> having the short as the opening 20 minutes to the feature and then uh-huh. after the feature then we go into his recovery and we follow that journey but it just wasn't exciting me like in terms of you know what the way we, we everybody got excited about the short yeah the one take thing and all that stuff so 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 when we i, I was literally shooting my first feature film villain and i'm on set uh, sorry, not on set. I was, I was, I was in London filming it, but the action adventure bed. film, correct? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, and we, I literally sat up in bed one uh, night and was like, with the feature, if we could shoot it in this particular location, which was a restaurant that was, is owned by one of my best friends, um, 
which I'd worked at, yeah. um, then we could shoot the whole thing in one take. And, you know, I, I know the space. So I, I sort of sat up and just like, I, I just literally mapped it out in my head, what we could do and how we could do it and stuff. And then I called James the next morning. I was like, <clears throat> I think we're going to do it in one take, mate. He's like, <gasps> what? And then he's like, and then I called Matt Lewis, the cinematographer. And then Stephen and everyone was seemed to be, have the same enthusiasm and energy that I had when I woke up in bed and was like, so it was, it was like a, a sort of no brainer really for me to do that, it in that, in that way. That's so beautiful, man. And, and, and obviously, you know, Stephen Graham's one of the best in the world, but you know, casting wise, man, that film is filled. Like everyone is perfect. You know, no other actor or actress could have fulfilled it, you know, and, uh, it, what's her name? Vinette, the actress. Vinette Robinson. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh my God, what a cool yeah. of a performance, man. She was so beautiful yeah. in that. And I'm so curious, you know, like obviously having to do this, you know, impossible task of getting all of these sequence events to be able to align with the camera. You know, did you workshop this for a while? Like, how did you do it? Because brother, I never say this, but it's one of the best pieces of art. I, 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 I mean, it restored my faith in the medium, you know? Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, you dude. it was, I, I'm dying to work with you one day, man. I mean, dude, you've got Definitely. such a future ahead of you, man. And, and I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm just such a curious student, you know, like, tell me, yeah, like, yeah. how do you, how well, did we, you get it so perfect? Uh, <laughs> well, we, we it, you know, for me, I think it helps me being an actor and, and having that background and, <clears throat> and also understanding actors, you know, like a lot of directors, they don't really understand actors. They, the, the, a lot of directors are technical, more technical. And, and so they don't know how to approach actors. And for me, that was the most important thing is to understand, understanding actors and, and their approach. And so it was a, it was a meticulous process really in terms of, we wrote the script with, uh, you know, really extensive um, stage direction. So everything in the movie is in the script <clears throat> um, solidly. Uh, however, the, the dialogue, dialogue as well. Oh, okay. No, the dialogue yeah. was 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 uh, initially we we put it in as like bullet points. So, for example, you know we talk about the environmental health officer, uh, and we we have it saying like he's now talking about the fridge temperatures, and then he moves over here and talks about this, and then he mentions this. So it was all there. The information was all there for the for the actors, and then we workshopped it with them on set, uh, and that's where we develop the actual dialogue. Um, but loosely, you know, I, I didn't want them to be, um, to, to, to have to memorize exactly what they'd said the, yeah. previously, <clears throat> just as long as they are. And again, it's going back to Meisner, which has been, you know, detrimental to, to uh, detrimental. It's been, it's been the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be fantastic for my acting career, but it's actually been incredible for my directing as well yeah. because because that's how i direct actors now it's just to say look just listening to each other is the most important thing and be completely open and put your focus on the other person and don't think about what you're going to do next yeah and that's as simple as that i mean it's not you know it, it's not simple it's it's quite difficult but you know um that was what, <clears throat> what i did going into this i sort of just said to each actor I, first of all i wanted to make sure that we we got the right actors. So the audition process was kind of different to what you would do for, for a conventional film. <clears throat> we, um, I said to my casting director, I want you to get a bunch of self tapes from everybody. And all I want them to do initially is to tell me a story about the first, uh, the, the, the best and the worst experience they've ever had in a restaurant, whether it be, you know, working in it, yeah. or whether eating in it, doesn't matter. Whilst do tell me the story whilst making a cup of coffee or, you know, or a cup of tea or something like that. And you'd be surprised how many actors would perform this elaborate story. Oh, and, no. and they would, they would do it whilst staring an empty cup with no liquid in it, no tea. Oh. And, Stra you know, that's Strasbourg, you know, not my. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, so I just sort of, you know, once we narrowed it down to the people who were, were really telling me the story off the cuff, you know, um, it was, then we brought them in <clears throat> for, for recalls and uh, callbacks. And then it was uh, a case of uh, basically they knew which role they were coming in for and the background of the character. 
but I would say, okay, come in and let's say, for example, one of the one of the uh, the kitchen staff. Um, I would say you're going to come in. You're late for work, and you're just sneaking in, sort of thing. And you've got you've got a, a bit of prep to do. Yeah. And I gave them some props, like some bowls and some whisking stuff and stuff on on a table, so they could do whatever they want. And they come in, but I didn't tell them that I had a, an actor friend of mine, actually Robbie O'Neill, who wrote Seconds Out and played the lead in Seconds Out. Uh, he was there playing lots of different roles and I would basically say to him when they come in I want you to go over and just scream at them and tell and you know basically tear them a new one yeah. and they weren't expecting that the actors and again you'd be surprised how many actors would go oh oh sorry 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 I was not expecting that can we just go again please can we just do that again sorry I wasn't expecting that and I was like of course we can go again but now you are expecting it and so it's not I just wanted to, yeah. Not, not that we, not that we would. I would. I was throwing any of the actors into the deep end during during the, um, the filming. They were everybody was aware of what was going on, but I wanted to make sure that if anything, anything was to change during that take, yeah, that they were open to it and ready to go, rather than going, oh, sorry, can we cut? Can we cut? Sorry, I wasn't expecting that to um, that that cup to fall off the off the shelf or what? You know what I mean? So we needed. I needed actors who were who were completely open and vulnerable and ready, ready for anything. You know. Well, I, I think it's also such a testament to your writing, man. Because like, I've never seen a film. You know, because usually in a film, there's you know, protagonist, antagonist, supporting. But like with this film, every cast member down to the to you know dish pit all the way you know to person fixing table seven with that you know asshole white supremacist guy. You mm-hmm. know, like. Everything that was happening in their, I don't want to say their life, but in that life, in that moment and yeah. what they were going through and how they were trying to deal with it. And I've never gotten such like a fundamental understanding of so many characters and something that had an hour and a half, you know, yeah. like, how did you write for that, man? I mean, it's just, that's so amazing, brother. I mean, it's all based on people that I know, like, or that I've you know, come into contact with. Um, and, you know, it was just important to to show show as much as possible, but without showing it too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like without, you know, showing it in a look or whatever is, is more powerful for me than, than than sort of spelling it out for the audience, you know. And, and I think to make characters, uh, you know, completely rounded and relatable in a way, um, because everybody's flawed, you know, and I, and I wanted to just, and it was important to then, you know, I'd written the characters how I saw them, yeah. but then it was really important for me. And it, and it is important for me going forward on everything that I do is to then, once we've cast that actor, sit down with them and go, right, where are we at? Like together, let's, 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 let's develop this together because I can go so far as a writer director, but ultimately you are, the vessel <laughs> you are the person who's going to be on screen you know uh showing the world this this character so it needs to come from from the heart from from them as well you know it, it has to have an element of them in it and so it's really important for me to spend time with actors and developing it together um you know even if it's just like small things the way they the way they walk the way they hold themselves you know yeah. things like that has to be um, it has to come from, from the actor. Totally. Um, and, and, yeah. you know, when you had the time finally to shoot this, you know, were you, were you just terrified? Because like, <laughs> eh, there's just so many things that have to go right in order for it to, to work. You know, it must've been, I mean, I can't even imagine the stress you must've been under. Yeah, it was, it was like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. We, you know, because it's there's stressful. not a, a join for the for the no, audience. No, 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 no. It's no, all no. literally one, not nineteen seventeen. Yeah. It's like no, one. No. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the camera doesn't doesn't cut from from the moment I call action uh, until the end. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know to to do that um, and, and get it get it right is is stressful. You know, you you've got to there's so many layers that you have to sort of gradually build. You know, from the, just mapping out the move of the camera to then, then you bring the actors in. That's another layer. And then you've got to show them where they need to be and how they need to move. And it's all three, uh, 360 degrees. So they, there's no like moments where the actors can really, 
I mean, there's moments that they can just relax, but I kind of didn't want them to do that. I wanted them to be in this service for an hour and a half yeah. and not stop, you know, and be in character as much as they possibly could. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was stressful because, you know, for me as a director on the, on this particular piece, it's like, you know, in a conventional film, you can, you come in in a day, you have maybe two or three scenes to do and you have various different angles, camera angles, and you can stop and go, oh, it's not quite working. Let's try this maybe, or try this on this take or, you know, and you get a bit of time to to do that. And it's kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's relaxing. I guess it's, it's, it's nice. It's, you know, but with this, all of my work is done in the rehearsals and the wow. workshops, because as soon as I call action on a take, I was sat in front of a monitor watching it play out in real time. So yeah. it's petrifying, you know, and there's, there's, there's some, uh, we've actually just put together a, a 35 minute documentary about how we made it and stuff. Oh dude, I cannot wait to see that. That's amazing, yeah. man. How, how many takes did you end up doing? So we did four takes in total. We were meant to do eight takes um, uh, over four nights. <clears throat> so we were going to do it twice per night. And, you know, we were going to have eight movies to choose from in, in our minds. But then this was in March 2020, which is, you know, when COVID was first hit us. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, you know, we got sh- cut short by, by two days because uh, the producers were like, after the first night, we'd done it. We'd done two takes. Uh, they weren't right. They, you know, because uh, in my mind, I'm going, we've got six more goes at this. We're going to get it. You know, we're going to get yeah. the take. We got through the two takes and without stopping. Um, but in my mind, they were just like dress rehearsals. You know, they were like a warm up. Yeah, totally. But then the producers called me that night, that same night. And we're like, uh, tomorrow's going to have to be our last day because COVID is now becoming a very, very serious. The country's about to go into lockdown. We had a few crew members who pulled out because of, you know, they were living with elderly parents or oh. one of them was uh, quite early on pregnant. <clears throat> so she um, she had to, to, to sort of, she stepped away because she was scared, you know. Yeah. So we came in the next day and we're like, right, we've got two more goes at this. And everyone was like, I mean, I didn't tell everybody. I told a, a few people and everybody just stepped the game up. Yeah. It was magical. Oh, magical. Man. So beautiful. And, and it's, it, it's, oh man, it, it just inspired me and touched me in ways that I, uh, I really needed. So thank you for that, man. I mean, it's my pleasure. Man. It, Honestly, it, really it, it really is divine. It. And I know your mom is, is so proud of you. And I, I hope you did get the agent, you know? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, final few questions, man. Can, can you talk about yeah. what's in store for you, what you want to do and achieve? Yeah, man, I've got a bunch of things. I set up a production company um, like during, during the lockdown, basically the first lockdown in March straight away because we were, you know, I was, I was in post with the film, um, but the post was quick because the film was ready. Well, yeah, wrapped. color corrected, <laughs> sound. And, that was yeah. it. That was all we yeah. had to do, you know. So, so we did that and, uh, and then I, we set up this company and, uh, and we, we, we sort of had a bunch of scripts that we were looking at and, and then James Cummings had written this this really cool script, um, which um which now I'm about to shoot um, in in a, in a few weeks. We we'll start prepping two weeks, so that's so that's amazing, amazing, man. Yeah, and, and and you still feel like you know that that mantle is hung up on acting, or are you still open to it? It's so funny because I was open to it. I did a bunch of things. I mean, look, you know, as soon as you, like, as soon as I said, oh, I'm going to think probably going to quit acting and just focus on directing. Everything course, comes in. <laughs> of course I had a few roles come in. So, you know, I did those and, and they were just f- through friends of mine who sort of offered me the small roles in, in certain things. And then I, I got the opportunity to, um, I, I had a meeting last August with a producer over here, a TV producer um, who was doing a TV show and it's all set in my hometown in Liverpool. And she was like, look, we'd love for you to direct, um, uh, an episode, <clears throat> but we're not sure whether the BBC are going to go for it because you're a fairly new director. You've never done TV before. And they're a bit nervous. Right. I was like, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I, I totally get it. You know? Um, and so, so I loved the scripts and because it was all set in Liverpool, 
I sort of said, look, you know, I'd love to be a part of it somehow. And, and she was like, well, would you, are you still acting? I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I am, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, she was like, well, you know, there's a small role in it. If you, and I, I auditioned for it actually. Um, and I got the part. Congrats. And so there I was, I was like, great, I'm going to, I'm going to be in it. It's fantastic. And then just before we were starting, we were going to, um, we were starting, uh, we, we were about to have a read through on, uh, on zoom. And she called me and she's like, I just got some news for you. I was like, what, what is it? She's like, the BBC would love you to direct the last episode of the series. I was like, holy shit, what? What, 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 what do you mean? That's I said, does that mean I'm, I'm going to have to not, not be in it? And she was like, well, no. You, how do you feel about directing yourself? I was like, oh, shit. I, it's finally I happening. It. It's finally, <laughs> like, you know, it was, so it's sort of come like, the, the, I never got into directing to direct myself, but this way around and I, I have to say it wasn't easy like it wasn't and that's why I think I know that I probably wouldn't direct myself again because I find it really difficult um yeah. to sort of put on those two hats you know totally. you know what I mean um but yeah there's a bunch of stuff happening this year I've got <clears throat> that thing and then and then there's a couple of stuff and then I signed with a big agency in 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 Los Angeles um last year. Off, yeah 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 off, Congrats, off the back man. of um off the back of the feature uh, and and they've been you know i've been meeting with a bunch of amazing people and i've got i signed up to a couple of movies over there so i'm so excited for you great. man and dude when Thanks, when the man. next one comes you know i i'd, I'd love to audition for you oh one day, man. man yeah of course it would Definitely. mean the world I'll, I'll be line cook number four i'm not above it <laughs> <laughs> but you know man uh final question for you because yep. uh you know we live in a time right now where it's so hard because comic book movies and intellectual yeah. property and reboots, you know, are the norm. And it's, it's so hard to, to make art in anything that's just like, you know, doesn't have Spider-Man in it. And yeah. I love that you did this film and, and you got it made. And it, it gives me so much hope that it's receiving such a claim because it deserves it, you know, for, for all the artists, actors, directors, writers struggling out there. And I apologize. I, I know this is a loaded question, but any words of wisdom you might have for them? I mean, for me, I just think just, you know, just keep going because I think, yeah, it, you are your own, just sort of, you know, stay in, stay in your lane and just keep focused on yourself. I know that for me personally, I, I, like I was so determined to, 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 to make something and, get, and make it make it happen, you know. I wanted to 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 direct, and like I said earlier, I always put directors in this in this sort of category of being a unique type of person who could only, you know, special people who can do it. Um, but anybody can do absolutely anything yeah. they want yeah. if they put their mind to it. And you know, don't don't be put off by. Don't be put off by anything, you know, just go for it, go for it. And, and, and I always say to people, um, jump off the cliff and just flap and see what happens. Flap your wings. I'm still flapping now. Yeah, beautiful. You know man. what I mean? Yeah. But like, but just keep flapping because, you know, you, you will, you will fly like you will fly. It's, it's you know, you, you just got to put the work in and, and put the time in because, you know, for especially, I see it, it happened to me and is a prime example of like, I wasn't putting the work in. I wasn't sharpening my tools as an actor. I didn't put any, any efforts into it. And, and it, and it, and my whole career just sort of went down the, down the toilet really. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, there's, there's actors reach out to me quite, quite a lot now. And, and, you know, I always, I'll always look at, I'll always read um, CVs. I'll always look at show reels and stuff like that because for me, I wish that there was someone that I could reach, reach out to yeah. when I was, you know, an actor. Um, and, and don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to approach people. Nobody's unapproachable. Yeah. Um, you know, write the, write the, the letters to the, to the cast and directors and, and to the agents and whatever directors as well, you know, don't be afraid of that because it's, you get one shot in this yeah. life, you get one life and you've just got to live it to the fullest. Um, well, dude, you know. 
I'd write you a letter, but I think I just gave you one. So, well, yeah, dude. I know, I, yeah. <laughs> but man, dude, honestly, you know, man, I know there's so much bullshit involved with all these awards, but brother, if if I had yeah, the power, yeah, yeah. I would give you every single one of them. And what you did is you, so beautiful, and I, I hope you really are taking a moment to acknowledge what you've done and how powerful it is and how much it means. And Thank you, man. I know nothing but amazing things are going to be in store for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really just so happy for you, man. You, you're an artist and Thank keep you, going, man. brother. And uh, I love you, man. And if it's cool, you know, we'll, we'll finish this up. I, I'd love to see the original short. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'll send yeah. it. I'll send it over to you. Of course. Yeah. 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 Philip Barantini. Thanks for coming on, man. Means the Thank world you, man. and, and uh, come back when the next one's out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Love to. Hi, man. Much love. Thanks, man. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.